0: Some people say that mass immigration into the United States can help reduce world poverty. Is that true? Well, no, it's not. And let me show you why. This gumball represents the one million legal immigrants that the United States has taken every year on average since 1990. Now, who in the world deserves our humanitarian compassion? The World Bank has one measure of the desperately poor of the world. They make less than $2 a day. And how many people make less than $2 a day in the world? Well, let's start with Africa. In Africa alone, there are 650 million people who make less than $2 a day, 650 million. And in India, another 890 million people, desperately poor. China adds another 480 million people making less than $2 a day. And unfortunately, the rest of Asia has a heartbreaking 810 million people who the World Bank says make less than $2 a day. And finally, there's 105 million of Latin America's population that are desperately poor. All told, the World Bank says there are 3 billion people in the world. 3 billion people who are desperately poor making less than $2 a day. That's 3,000 gumballs. And every year, we take a million and suggest that we've somehow made a humanitarian difference. Of course, we don't pull our immigrants from these desperately poor populations, do we? These people are too poor, too sick, too disconnected to make it here as immigrants. We tend to pull our immigrants out of the better off poor of the world. And Mexico tends to define the type of immigrant that we bring here because the plurality of people come from Mexico. And Mexico is poor. How many people in the world live in countries that have average incomes lower than that of Mexico? And the World Bank tells us that that number is these 3 billion plus another 2.6 billion people. point. Six billion people in the world who live in countries with average incomes below that of Mexico—that's 5,600 gumballs. And so, what is it that the elites are telling us? They're telling us that when we take this one million immigrants, that we somehow or another are tackling world poverty, and we have to do it regardless of the effect on our unemployed, the working poor, the most vulnerable members of our society, regardless of the effect on our natural resources. Even if we went by the most radical proposals in Washington, which are to actually double our immigration to two million a year, which would totally overwhelm our physical, natural and social infrastructures, we couldn't make a noticeable difference. And we may be really hurting the impoverished people of the world, because the million that we do take are among the most energetic, often the better educated, certainly the most dissatisfied people that if they did not immigrate, would be the agents for change to improve the lot of all the people in these countries. The true heroes in the global humanitarian field are the people in these countries who have the wherewithal to immigrate to another country, but instead stay in their countries to apply their skills to help their fellow countrymen. Unfortunately, our immigration system tends to entice these very type of people to abandon their countrymen. The impossibility of making even a dent is actually worse than it looks here. Because last year, when we took one million immigrants, These countries added, births over deaths, 80 million more people into the impoverished population. And this year, Congress is bringing in a million legal immigrants. And this year, according to the United Nations, these countries are expected to add another 80 million people. And next year, you could be quite sure that Congress, unless Stopped by the American voters, will bring in another. Yeah, this is a video is from
1: like 10 years ago, by the way. The enemies of humanity have been very good at dividing and conquering us. But if we simply start thinking about things according to the definition of is it pro-human or is it anti-human, we start to win. And that's why I had the idea for Team Humanity. I brought it up to Elon Musk. He loved the idea. What would you call the debate and discussion about a pro-human future? Just Team Humanity? Yeah, Team Humanity. Absolutely. And so we have the T-shirt. Team Humanity with a nuclear family standing against the globalist. This shirt is a great conversation starter, but it also
2: watching the American Journal with your host Harrison Smith watch live right now at band.video Back third hour has begun the American Journal went out to your phone calls once again we're gonna to go to Daryl in North Carolina you have an interesting comment uh, go ahead, Daryl. Uh, you've called in about the, uh, the eclipse, the total eclipse coming uh, this April, right?
3: Uh, yes, sir. Thanks, Harrison. <clears throat> yeah, this is, uh, this is mostly info I'm got getting from uh, Michael Snyder. So it's called the Great American Eclipse of 2024. Yep. It happens on April 8th. And the first city that's in the path of the eclipse is Eagle Pass, Texas. Well, how do you know? <laughs> I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it's now here's, here's the rabbit hole. Yeah, the rabbit hole is this. So, the, uh, the last total eclipse was in 2017. Now, when you take this one that's coming up, it's going to traverse starting at Eagle Pack past Texas. It's going to go across the country and it's going to form an X across the United States of America. Now, the interesting part is this the last time this happened was in 1806 and 1811. Had the same kind of eclipse that made an X across the United States. Now, this X uh, goes across the New Madrid fault line. So, three months after this happened in 1811, there was a series of catastrophic earthquakes that erupted all along the New Madrid fault. So, the question is are we going to see history repeat itself possibly?
2: I don't, I just don't know. Yeah, the crew throwing up the, uh, you know, Elon Musk throwing up the X symbol as uh, X yeah. Yeah, seems to be a prominent symbol these days. It, there is something very sort of like pagan about uh, the things I know. I mean, I've I got family members coming from all over the country, coming to Texas to see the total eclipse. There's something very like uh, pagan about this idea that if you were reporting on this a thousand years ago, it'd be like when the when the eclipse arrived. Millions of people from all over the country traveled to observe this phenomenon. Yeah, there's something uh, very symbolic about this total eclipse that will be visible in a certain line from Eagle Pass, Texas, up through uh, the Great Lakes, I believe, right? I know Arkansas is getting uh, a big path through and people are going to be traveling uh, to see this happen. And, of course, we know the people in charge love to cloak their... Activities in the, you know, garb of, of sort of paganistic ritual. I I wonder what, what strange, you know, Wiccan activities will be taking place during this uh, total eclipse. It is, I don't know, symbolic. uh, It's just strange. It's just a very strange coincidence that all of this is happening at once. Very bizarre. Thank you for yep. the call, Daryl. Uh, let's go to, uh, William in Arkansas, Arkansas, getting a lot of, uh, love today. Thanks for calling in William. You're on the air.
4: Um, good day, everybody. Um, you know, a lot, lot going on out there. Um, I don't look at the people that are coming up here as the enemy. I look at them as puppets being used. Um, We need to point out to them who's using them. We need to point that out to each other. We need to get off the anger situation. All we're going to do is frustrate ourselves to a point of violence, all right, because if we don't cut the head of the snake off in the proper way, uh, we're going to lose this. Um, I I wish you guys would do a Spanish version, some kind of a translation of what InfoWars is trying to do, because a lot of these people— are uh, they're aware, uh, but they're scared. They don't know how to reach out. Nobody's really reaching out to them, uh, except you know, with ATM cards. <laughs> they're giving them plenty of those, um, but they're being used. Um, so if we have to, I, I, if, if we have
1: to, I, I
2: get, I, to, I get what you're, I get what you're saying. Well, I mean, you could, you could say the same thing. Yeah, InfoGueras is a, a channel on Bandai Video that that does exactly what you're saying. Translates. Infowars into uh, Spanish, but, uh, you know, on, on one hand, it's like, you're right. I mean, these people are being used as, as pawns, but at the same time, they're active participants in it. You know, it's like saying that the people who, uh, the criminals in Oakland who are, you know, committing crimes and, and not being punished for it. And so all the businesses are fleeing Oakland. You could also say that they're being used as pawns, but they don't care, right? I mean, they, they, they're they not thinking about like – like they don't care. If you tell them like, oh, you know, by committing this crime, you're contributing to the overall process of the downgrading of the American society and the dislocation of, uh, you know, American unity and, you know, the ultimate destruction of America, they don't care. They're like, but I want the thing, so I'm going to steal it. You know, they're like, but I want to go to America. I want to get the check. I want to get the plane ticket to fly where I'm going to go and then I want to make money and send it back home. Like they don't, that, you know, what you think they're going to, do you think they're going to respond to the argument? Like, Hey, you're being used as a pawn to destroy America. I I don't think they care. I mean, they're not American. Why would they care?
4: They're ignorant. They're ignorant to what they do. My point is the head of the snake, right? Um, I mean, I I didn't know that you had some kind of a translation situation, you know, a a program going on there. That's that's awesome. Uh, A lot of them don't. I say stop them at the border. I'm all about that. Um, But they're not our enemy. in uh, When you see them, you need to kill them. Uh, And I hope it never gets that way. But we need to understand what a real enemy is in the nation. Uh, We don't. You know, it's been since the Civil War. Since this nation has seen any kind of a real fight, we skipped World War One and World War Two. We sent a few boys over there and they died, but not into the tunes of millions. And everybody around here, you know, got more jobs and better opportunities and blah blah blah. And got to talk about how their what their granddaddy did. You know, I love the saying these days, "Less well, the way my granddaddy did it." Well, we're not doing it the way our granddaddies did it. Our grandparents built the nation, and we're watching it fall. All right. Uh, I just don't want the world to think that, that these people that are coming up here are the the uh, the only source of the problem because they're not. And the info warriors know this. I want to comment real quick on, I grew up watching all the freedoms that the young people uh, don't have. And you've lost them. You've lost them. If you knew what you lost, uh, you'd be angry, real angry. Uh, we grew up doing things in the 70s and the 60s that, man, if you did now, you'd go to jail. You wouldn't even think about doing them right now. Simple things, not not heinous actions, but just living free, yeah. you know. And if you really realize how brainwashed and indoctrinated you've been by the public school system, the public school system, uh, you'd be angrier than you are. And and that's my whole point again: is look at the head of the snake. Stop blaming each other, bunch of working people pointing at each other uh, like you're the problem, you're the fault. Kind of like blaming rain all the corruption of new orleans when it kind of fell apart and during katrina and everything yeah the, the man had an emotional breakdown i'm not a fan saying it is They're not the point but
2: uh, right well this, and, the, this, and the point is that all of this is a decision being made it's trivially simple to stop people from crossing the border it's the easiest thing in the world you build a wall you arrest them if they cross you send them back i mean that's not an issue it's not a complicated thing that we have to try to solve It's the people at the top who are making the decisions and giving the orders to open up the border. They're the issue. They are the problem. They are what we need to confront. But just like all of these issues, it's like, okay, I know our our fellow Americans aren't the enemy, but they're giving power to the enemy. They're the ones who vote for the enemy. They're the ones who refuse to wake up and identify the enemy. So in a way, they are the enemy. The criminals committing the crime on the street, Uh, They're not, you know, involved in the top-level discussions. They're not the ones who are orchestrating the collapse, but it's their everyday action that is contributing to the— I mean, without them committing the crime, then, you know, the the policies at the top don't really matter. The people crossing the border are the enemy. They are foreigners. They are illegally entering our country. They need to be stopped. It's the government's job to do it. It's the government's fault that they're not doing it. So, you know, in all of these things— and I know uh, yourself and and other people have said it as well, where it's like you're not angry enough. What do we do? What I'm I'm angrier than I could possibly express at how this country is being destroyed, at the people destroying it, at these just vampire psychopath scumbags. If I could tell you what I want done to them, I would be taken off the air. But uh, but this is an impossibility. In the same way that. Like people were were mad at me for saying no, we're not going to go. Def-, you know, like Tucker Carlson, like where are the men of Texas defending the border? It's like what? What do you expect? What do you want us to do? What can you play it out in your mind? What exactly happens? I get that we are all infuriated with all of this, but the entire system relies on, is predicated on, can only continue to exist because people are ignorant. They're stupid. They're in a, a this just ridiculous days of um, stupor mindlessness where they just keep going along to get along they just keep voting for the same people they just keep thinking they're somehow being compassionate by allowing bad actors to carve up our corpse and serve it to our enemies i mean so so what's what's the answer here i get that we're all mad i get that we want to do something about it how do we do that beyond getting more people on our side Tuned in, recognize what's going on, and then there's the the flip side where half the people that wake up, half the people that get red pilled and aware of what's going on, decide ah it's hopeless, so voting is not even worth it, and if you vote, you're a sucker for playing into their game. So, okay, half the people that are more than half the people in America aren't awake, have no freaking idea. I mean, we've got I've got family friends you know 50 something year old dudes they've gotten six boosters six booster shots of a vaccine that the people who make it acknowledge doesn't stop you from getting the virus so like what do you do about these people are these people the problem yes Are they the enemy not really we want to help them we want to stop them from taking poison into their veins six you know every six months for the rest of their lives but, but we can't wake them up. They refuse to be waking up. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. You can show these people the information. If they don't care, if they are, you know, refuse to apply the basic logic necessary to understand what's going on in the world, there's nothing we can do to force them to understand it. You know, what, are you going to fight those people? Kill those people? What what good is that going to do? You're going to fight the government? What good is that going to? You're going to fight the immigrants? What good is that going to do? So half more than half the people aren't awake, can't wake up, refuse to wake up. They're making a conscious choice to be incompetent retards and, and allow this to take place and allow their fortune to be stolen and their heritage to be destroyed, thinking it makes them a good person. So these people need to be shaken awake, but you try and they just like get mad at you for shaking them. It's it's very annoying. And then half the people that do wake up do get red-pilled, do understand how corrupt and fallen and distorted this entire system are, decide that it's so distorted they can't participate and have to go live in the woods somewhere and abandon the system to their enemies. So what's, what's the, the you know, process here, William? What's the solution to this problem? Because so far, I see enemies on every side, and I see my allies running out to the woods to live on rabbits. So what, what do we do here?
4: Network. That's all you can do. Network, buckle down. Uh, I don't have all the answers. Uh, I do live way out in the woods to some degree. And you're right, people don't listen, family, friends. I mean, I struggle to keep what I have out here. Um, I I fear more for the older people and the young people and those in the city than than those here. Uh, If this country does go belly up into a civil war crisis, it's not going to be like it uh, was in the 1860s. Uh, I don't think it will last very long. I think that we outnumber the so-called rainbow, blue-haired, democratic, extreme left-wing communist idiots by, by so much it's the media that is pushing you know, their supremacy and their number. It, it's not a reality. Uh, food is a weapon. An army marches on its stomach. Uh, without food, you're not going very far. Most of it's grown out in the country and you've got to transport food, no matter if it comes in from overseas. And if we break down, you're not transporting much of anything in this nation. Um, yeah, I wish it, everybody.
2: No, I, I, I get what you're saying. It's it's incredibly frustrating. The thing is that without interruption, the system proceeds until the goals are met. The, the nation is being dismantled. It's being destroyed. Uh, unless, we take an active role in disrupting that process, it will continue. It is cyclical in nature year over year more. And it's, it's compounding, right? it's it's like compounding interest or exponential growth in the destruction. So you open the border, you get millions of people in those millions of people, Start destroying the economy, the economy gets worse. They say we need more immigrants to help the economy. The immigrants start voting, they're voting for the destruction and more open borders. Like it it compounds and accelerates, the snowball rolling down the hill. And the longer it rolls, the faster it goes, the bigger it gets, the faster it goes, the more it picks up. So we have to interrupt it, we have to stop it, we have to sever this corruption by the roots. The problem is for so many of us, not you and not me, but so many of our fellow Americans, the, the roots of this are coiled tightly, strangling their own minds. So you have to break the coils around your own mind, it, drop the, the fear, drop the, the impulse to conform to this ridiculous nonsense. You know, there was a story yesterday, Alex covered it very powerfully, video he put up on X, I thought it was extremely informative, about the... Uh, assisted death system in canada which again crazy literally thirteen thousand people in a single year killed by their government okay it's one of the top 10 leading cause of deaths in canada is the government killing you okay i mean this is this is crazy but it exists but they're having to roll it back they're having to sort of tap the brakes they're having to slow down because doctors are just saying no and when you realize that that's as simple as it is do you really have to ask How has that not worked so far how has this not been the case so far everything they like to profess everything that they push all the policies that they're programming in for the destruction of our society are so nonsensically just it's pure madness and and so you really have to ask like how are people not standing up against this right whether it's people getting six booster shots even though by all accounts for the people themselves I mean, it doesn't do anything but they're still getting the shots okay we you just have to think about like the the introduction of these systems where they go hey we're gonna have a system where you know we're gonna kill thirteen thousand poor canadians rather than give them the health care while simultaneously spending billions upon billions of dollars on foreigners entering into the country to replace the people that we're killing with the needle, like when a doctor is told, "Oh, do you want to participate in our assisted death system? I know you're a doctor and you took the Hippocratic oath. You're supposed to help people and cure people and, and try to better the world. How about instead you inject them with cyanide and harvest their organs?" And the doctor's goes, uh, "No, what? No, I'm not going to do that." And what they have to go, "Oh, uh, uh, never mind then. Just kidding." That was a bad idea. Sorry, I forgot. But, and so obviously the assisted suicide program is, is a, a main example of this. We just think about this idea where you've got a system of Western medicine as corrupt, as fallen, as, as perverted and corporate as it's become. It still exists ostensibly to help people and cure people and not kill them through the medical practice. And you introduce, you say, how about we kill people instead? And everybody just goes, no. Then it stops. Then that's the end of it. So why haven't we done that? Why haven't we done it with trans kids? I mean, the first time anybody said, hey, you know, I think that that child is actually in the wrong body and we should castrate them or cut their breasts off and inject them with hormone altering chemicals to chemically lobotomize them and generally mutilate them. The idea that people just went along with it, the idea that to this day, and you can talk about this with like, I think it's like a nervousness too. Like people are just so, they're such freaking cowards. They just can't even, I don't know. I don't know why you can't stand up to this sort of stuff where you just go, no, no, you're not cutting my kids. What the, who do you think you are? Like, how has that not been the response at every step along the way, every step along the way? No, we're going to open the border. No, you're not. What are you talking about? I mean, these—I mean, they just need to be dealt with. It just need to be dealt with because I don't know. The vast majority of Americans are so psychologically terrorized. That's the only thing I can point to. Is these people are just live in this like, like they're they're like little scared rabbits, where they're just like as long as I'm just you know, it's like they have a they have a low consciousness level, where animals you know animals just operate on instinct. They don't know what. Is happening in the wider world they have no way of of contextualizing their experience in a wider you know universal view to them they're just like when I'm eating carrots I'm happy when I see a cat I'm scared and I run away and like that's how people are when they can just watch football when they can just b- watch the news and and think that they're being informed they feel happy and content and then the instant that you like, try to present them with something like well do you know canada's killing 13,000 people do you know that the vaccine never stopped the virus at all and also 17 million people have been killed by it it's like that that little switch flips in their little rabbit brain that just says Uh-oh, uh oh scary thing run away you know it's like a, a possum that just faints when they get scared that's their that's their defense mechanism is their brain literally just shuts down and does not let them consider what's going on. And so everybody gets away with it. The thing that can solve all of these problems is literal basic awareness and the confidence to actually interpret things in your own mind and not be a willing slave. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day. If you're sitting there going, oh, my doctor tells me the vaccine is good, so I take it every time, every six months I take a new one because my doctor told me that... I should. And it's just like, oh, so you're a willing slave. Oh, so you're like worse than cattle. You know, cattle at least try to break out if the fence is open. You're actually there by choice. You're deciding to be a thoughtless slave. You're deciding to abdicate your own free will because the people who are controlling you have made you too scared to assert your own uh, interpretation of the world around you. I don't know, man. These uh, So... Again, I don't know. I don't know what we do. All I can hope to do is like humiliate people into waking up, just shame them. And that's the thing, you know, you have these conversations with people and like, that's the only way to approach it. In my opinion, if somebody's sitting there going, I get the, I've gotten the vaccine six times because the doctor told me to, the only response to me is to go, Oh, so you're a willing slave. Oh, so they don't even have to Does he pat you on the head? You know when he sticks you in the arm. Does he? Does he call you a good boy? Do you get a treat for behaving? Or, you know, are you are you happy to just subject yourself to the the poison and get nothing in return? Stopping a willing slave. Literally, just think for yourself. It's as simple as that. Just look at the world around you and interpret it through your own consciousness, the free will God gave you, and we can get out of this. We can stop all of this. When doctors just say no, then the process ends, and that's it, and it's over. The doctor could say no, or the individual patient can say no. You can just say no at any time. They rely on your willing participation in this, your unquestioning acceptance of every new godforsaken diabolical horror they introduce on the world stage, whether it's chemical castration of children, or assisted suicide whatever the new thing is they expect you just to go oh well it's the experts I better just obey better just bow and obey and kiss their feet literally just don't do that that's it that's all it takes it's not hard if you don't do that you're a coward you're an idiot and I don't I mean maybe there's a way better than shame and condemnation to get through to people but we've tried being nice and they laugh in our face and continue to participate in the death cult suicide program
5: Well, well, nitric oxide is a key. It's made by our own bodies. Again, it's made by L-citrulline and and L-arginine, the amino acids. So we're fed. You you can get it from beet powder and other things. The nitric oxide relaxes the endothelium, the vasculature. It relaxes the vein. It's a natural blood pressure. In fact, I use the two, your InfoWars. I keep that on my shelf and I feed myself the cardio miracle, which is just for straight food. It's a different, formulation than that one and the two together are a one-two punch so you get in your food the ability to make what you need and no more
1: that was Dr. Judy Mikovitz, top research scientist, without me even asking her, telling everybody how incredible this product is. And it's finally back in stock. Nitric Boost is 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. And it doesn't just have the vasodilation opening up your arteries and your veins to clean things out, it does so many incredible things. God gave us this compound. So many of the big things you see out there promoted in the media are based on the natural ingredients that are already in this product so get your amazing nitric boost today at infowarstour.com you need to experience the health the vitality the stamina the libido everything that comes with nitric boost you've looked at our formula you, you like
5: it i did and i do yes
1: well, I, I'm not a scientist so, like you. What, is, what do these compounds do creating nitrous oxide? What does it do?
5: Um, it relaxes the vasculature. So the clot will go through and not restrict. It allows it to relax. It lowers the blood pressure, has the uh, toxic um, synthetic lipid nanoparticles similar to the one in the COVID shot. Prior to the COVID shot, the deadliest vaccine, we saw athletes dropping dead on the field, um, passing out, falling down, all the things. Yeah, why screened. is it particularly the athletes um, because they operate at oxygen max um, capacity max they're they're operating at such a high level in their mitochondria this is an energy production oxygen um, necessary disease um, so they create
1: they, so, that's what they're finding they turbocharge the blood clots
5: yep. and ischemia lack of oxygen. Mm. so constricted blood vessels too because athletes are running they're constricted they're they're working so that the blood flows and it doesn't flow which is why your nitric oxide um, product that new products I hope you'll show it because that's a very important thing to have for acute events be uh, dissolve under the tongue give you an instant relaxing of your endothelium your vasculature nitric boost
1: exclusively available 40% off right now in stock ready to ship nitric boost infowarstore.com try it support the info war it's a 360 win ladies and gentlemen we're in a war against the globalist
2: Record of the hearts
1: and minds of the American people. It's the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith.
2: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith, joined in studio by Dr. Kurt Elliott. He's been safeguarding client assets with precious metals for over 21 years. His firm, Kirk Elliott Precious Metals serves over 18,000 clients all over the world and in every state and has reallocated billions of client assets into Precious Metals. He follows the personal and business philosophy of people over profit by focusing on 100% liquid and low-cost bullion gold and silver and educating investors as to why and how how they invest to minimize risk and maximize returns safely in a world where our political, economic, personal, and religious freedoms are eroding – Dr. Elliott has earned two PhDs, one in public policy and administration, focusing on monetary economics, and the second PhD in theology. Dr. Elliott lives in Denver with his wife uh, and children. You can find his website at kepm.com slash gold, or give him a call at 720-605-3900. Again, that's 720-605-3900. Thank you for joining us today, Dr.
6: Elliott. Oh, it's my pleasure to be with you.
2: Well... Eroding, religious, personal, economic, political freedoms eroding. That's one way of putting it. Complete collapse might be another. I mean, how bad are things in the economic sphere? Uh, It seems like so often the signals that we may see on our grocery uh, shelves are strangely at odds with what's being reported in the mainstream media. Apparently, the economy is amazing, and Biden just is mad that we don't recognize that. What's actually going on? (laughs)
6: Well, obviously, everything that comes out of mainstream media is is fabricated reality of some sort. I mean, okay, so after the Iowa caucus, and I know that you've covered this stuff, but when when you hear on MSNBC, oh, we're not going to talk about what Trump's saying unless we think that it's important for you to hear, right? So does that mean anything coming out of there is truth? No. Right. Only, only what they want us to hear. So what Biden talks about is how there's a renaissance in manufacturing jobs. It's like... What? Really? I mean, I just looked at the manufacturing numbers. I have them right here. 18 out of the last 20 months, manufacturing jobs have been in decline. 18 of 20. I mean, that's like, what, uh, 90% of the time, jobs are losing every single month. So how can they say there's a renaissance here, right? It's not growing. So, But here's the problem. Manufacturing jobs, Harrison, are the bread and butter of any economy. People are working, people building stuff that we get to buy. So a recession in manufacturing jobs is going to lead to a recession in the housing market, too. That All of these things are interconnected. Right. Just like what you were talking about, our political, our economic, our personal, our religious freedoms, our health freedoms now, right? Whoever even thought health freedom was a freedom until a couple years ago. Right. But it is. Right. So to me, all of those are interrelated. If you lose one of them, you lose all of them. Like if we lose our political freedom, goodbye to everything else. If you lose our economic freedom, well, politics are going to go by the wayside because people will vote for anybody who's going to give them the most money. Right? Yeah. And it, everything becomes meaningless. If you lose your religious freedom, all sense of morality and ethics goes out the window, right? It's whatever right? You can and, get away with, really. Yeah, yeah, and then you have nothing left. so So we're at this precipice in society, or the edge of the cliff, and I do think it's getting really bad. So for me as an economist I look at where are we headed and and this is a telltale sign that we are almost at the not just the edge of the cliff but the end of society as we know it. I mean right. I hate I'm not over exaggerating but economic problems always lead to social problems. Right. They 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 always do 100% of the time. So what are we seeing economically right now It all Comes from the top. Just like leadership in any organization, the 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 company or the country is going to follow the leadership of that country right. or organization, right? So what are we seeing? We're seeing a country that's spending like drunken sailors. Now, we've gotten away with it for 80s plus years right. since we became the world's reserve currency and, you know, with Bretton Woods in 1944— Because when we have built-in demand for our currency, built-in capital inflows by us being the petrodollar, every country, everywhere in the world using the U.S. dollar to buy oil, well, okay, now we can extend the debt ceiling. We can have stimulus programs. We can have massive entitlements. We can have this. We can have that. Because there's built-in inflow of demand for our currency. But if we ever lose that... We're no different than any other country in the world.
2: Which we're, we're closer to losing that now than ever, right? With the, with the, yeah. the new establishment of BRICS and all these other things that are ch- challenging that position.
6: A hundred percent. You're reading my mind. So, so up until January 1st, really, of, of this year, which wasn't too long ago, okay. um, what happened January 1st? the BRICS nations added six of the nine largest oil producers in the world into the BRICS country, So it's now BRICS plus, plus, plus. Right, right. Right, it's it's no longer just those five countries. But who did they add? Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, um, Iran. Hmm, Iran. Interesting one, because now they're pressuring OPEC to kill the U.S. dollar because for religious grounds and ideologically grounds, they hate us. Right. Right, So so now you've got... All of these countries in the BRICS nations, which is about 70% of the world's population, when you add China, India, I mean, massive countries, they're now trading in their own currencies rather than the U.S. dollar for oil. Right. So no built-in demand. We basically lost our reserve currency status. So now what? Did did our debts go away because we lost that? No, they're still there. So now we're forced with, without capital input from other countries, we're going to have to print our way out of it. This is where inflation comes in, right now let me let me tell you use uh, an example. let's say that you're married and you're sitting there at the at the table with your with your wife and say, "Hey, I, hey babe, I've got this amazing idea for a company, and I'm going to spend two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to make a hundred thousand, and she would slap you upside the head and <laughs> say, so right. Harrison, you' are the dumbest person <laughs> on the planet. you're going to bankrupt our family. What is wrong with you? What's gotten into you well." For every $1 of GDP growth in America, the U.S. government spends $2.50 in debt. That's the equivalent. Mm. $250,000 to generate $100,000 worth of income, that can't go on. You're going to have to file for bankruptcy at some point. Right. Well, we haven't had to deal with that issue when we've been the reserve currency status of the world and there's built-in demand for our currency. Without that, here's the ugly reality. We are no different than Argentina, Venezuela. Zimbabwe, Greece, Cyprus, any country who loses demand for their currency and is forced to print, they go into an inflationary spiral that brings social chaos. Right? Look what's happening in Venezuela. I mean, it is so bad. I mean, it is awful. I think two years ago, they had inflation of a million percent in one year. Complete societal erosion. Now in Denver, where I live, I mean, there are... Venezuelans coming off the train every single day right. from that particular country. And what are they doing? I don't know. They're living in the streets. Denver, inside city limits, has 710,000 people. 40,000 of them now are migrants. Yeah. I mean, what is that going to do to the fiscal problems of cities? It's now 10 to 15% of Denver's budget to take care of this. So, so you're seeing this. This disarray this, that's coming from financial collapse, and it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. Um,
2: well, it's like a, it's like a, ch- a chain reaction, right? Their their country's collapsing because of this practice. They come here, put pressure on our economy, which is already shaky as it as it is. So it's yeah. going to collapse. You know, I guess it, and to take your 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 metaphor, your your uh, example there, I would just tell my wife, it's fine, we're going to start a war, and that's going to solve everything. <laughs> I mean, isn't World War sort of the solution to all these problems? It has been in the past, uh, exactly. and you know what?
6: Right. It probably is going to be in the present and the future, too.
2: It's starting to look like that, unfortunately. So uh, we're going to continue to talk with Dr. Kirk Elliott, obviously has a, a very wide breadth of knowledge over what's going on, not just uh, in individual uh, economies of, of the home, but also what's going on in the world, and you need to take all these things into. Account, so we'll be back on the other side. Talk about how to take all of this into account. What you can do to perhaps prevent your personal wealth from being sucked up in this just massive. I can't help but see as a giant giant scam called uh, the world economy kepm.com slash gold is how you find his firm kirk elliott precious metals or you can call 720-605-3900 we'll be back on the other side with dr kirk elliott and more about the coming collapse of the american uh,
1: financial system stay with us two words nitric boost ladies and gentlemen This product, without us even promoting it, has become one of our top three because people get it and it blows them away. The health, the energy, the immune system, the bedroom department, what it does with the vasodilation alone, not to mention the immune system, exercise performance, you name it, is incredible. And the product is now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com for 40% off. Secure your bottle now of Nitric Boost at InfoWarStore.com. And it funds the M4, which is an added bonus. Nitric Boost. Nitric Boost. 40% off. In stock. Ready to ship. Infowarstore.com. Nitric Boost. Thank you all for your support, and you need this product. The enemies of humanity have been very good at dividing and conquering us. But if we simply start thinking about things according to the definition of, is it pro-human or is it anti-human, we start to win. And that's why I had the idea for Team Humanity. I brought it up to Elon Musk. He loved the idea. What would you call the debate and discussion about a pro-human future? Just Team Humanity? Yeah, Team Humanity. Absolutely. And so we have the T-shirt, Team Humanity with a nuclear family standing against the globalist. This shirt is a great conversation starter, but it also is a fundraiser. to keep info on the air so we can promote and support Team Humanity in Tennessee. Thanks for calling, Gunther.
3: Hey, Alex. First time caller. Real quick, wanted to plug your foundational energy. Uh, just started taking that. And uh, boy, three
2: pills, uh, recommended dose. I was bouncing off the walls, but uh, I, I tell you, foundational is the right name for that product because i have cut down to one. and uh, it, it, It's like you have a baseline of energy that you were missing before that you got back. So, Well, thank I'm
1: you glad you mentioned that because it's methylfolate, the breakdown of folic acid, and a lot of people, particularly Europeans, don't absorb all of the folic acid so it's not a stimulant it's a totally natural thing that boosts energy that's foundational and and was i lying to you or, or did it not work
3: no it, it was top notch and I was, I was actually taking red pill plus before and that's got a little folic
2: acid in it i think there was a little build up from this but the energy from this was no jitters i mean
1: it's top notch it's a great product well thank you so much yeah no folic acid is great and is in real red pill but some can't Absolutely. break it down this is the breakdown of it that's exactly it
2: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. My guest, Dr. Kirk Elliott, runs the Kirk Elliott Precious Metals firm. You can find them at kepm.com slash gold, where he and his uh, he and his company have had over 18,000 clients all over the world, help to reallocate billions of client assets into precious metals, where hopefully they're protected from the fluctuations and vicissitudes of uh, the market, a market so thoroughly controlled, seemingly you know, against everything we're for, it seems to be, you know, hyper hyper directed towards our eventual and inevitable downfall. I want to, there's so many things we can get into here. This is our, this is our final segment. Again, KEPM.com slash gold or call 720 605 3900 to get the Kirk Elliott precious metals uh, um, and become a client of theirs. This is from the Spectator Index posted earlier today. Orange juice prices for in dollars per pound. The first of January 2021, it was one hundred and twenty-one dollars. A year later it was one hundred and forty-six dollars. Okay, moderate rise. Then by the first of January 2023, it was two hundred and seven dollars as of this year, it's $381. So from 2021 to 2024, it's gone from $121 to $381. That's the cost of inflation for just a basic staple necessity like orange juice. Is this the biggest issue in finance right now, the inflation, or what is the biggest issue?
6: So that's that's a, a, a symptom of the biggest issues that okay. we have, right? So Clinton changed the way that we measure inflation in 96. So- Is that real? Yes. Your wallet will tell you that's absolutely real. But they, so in the, in the consumer price index, maybe orange juice was a part of that five years ago, or maybe it was last year. We don't know. Right. But let's say they take it out because it's like, oh, we can't have that kind of inflation. Right. So they're so, okay, let's change orange juice to water and orange juice went up by more than double but water's 80% less. So what would they say the price of orange juice did? They said it came down 80%. Right. Substitution bias. Or they also have hedonic price adjustments, which everything is meaningless at this <laughs> yeah, point. Right. Because they'll say, they could actually say, inflation lowered because people get 50% less satisfaction out of orange juice. So therefore the price should come down 50%. It's like, what? means nothing anymore. So right. their, their government numbers are absolutely bogus. For political reasons, so they don't have to have cost of living adjustments, right? So a a bigger issue that what we're seeing, that's just one symptom. We've got massive spending, which is causing the inflation. Why is that going to persist? Because we've got job losses coming out of the wazoo. Right. I mean, we really do. We already talked about manufacturing jobs, but tech jobs. You and I were talking about this before the show. Yep. Right. So you've got SAP laying off 8,000 people, Microsoft, 1,900 people, Firm after firm after firm, eighteen percent of their workforce, twenty percent, eight percent, hundred. I mean, so many jobs. But it's like, what stocks, tech stocks are going through the roof. The market is up. If if that's really true, and the market is a reflection of revenue, well, if people are spending money, why why are they laying people off? They should be hiring. Right. Mm, there's a bigger problem here, and that is artificial intelligence. This is where Kurzweil wheel. You know, CTO of, of Google way back in the day mm-hmm. came up with singularity. Right. The convergence of man and machine where machines win. It's like the old Terminator movie, Skynet, yep. and the machines start to, to destroy their creator in this war, right? We're seeing the same thing right now. Right. Literally, we're seeing the same thing where these people's jobs are being replaced by computers. This is societal impact like nothing we've ever seen. Because do computers make income? Nope. Right. Which is why companies like them it decreases their expenses. But if there's no income, there's no income tax revenue. Right. Computers don't go to Best Buy after work and say, "Oh, we're going to buy an LCD TV for the living room." Right. Okay, so there's no sales tax revenue. Computers don't procreate, right? So there's no kids that are buying cereal and and filling up the minivan with gas to go to soccer games, right? right. So but then so government revenue is getting shrunk because of artificial intelligence, but what's not going to shrink? Expenditures. All these displaced workers are going to go to the government and say, we need unemployment benefits. We need social security. We need Medicare. We need Medicaid. We need food stamps. We need this. We need that. We need stimulus. But the government's going to say, oop, unintended consequence here. This cool thing that we thought was going to be good is detracting our income and adding to our expenses. Default, I believe is coming. The U S dollar has already been downgraded twice, right? I mean, so, so this is, this is a problem now. Without these people working, bigger thing coming. And I think this is the most important thing facing America over the next quarter um, is bank failures. Right. They are coming. I, I hate to say it I'm an American. I, I want the dollar to be strong. I want America to be great. But these policies coming out of the Biden administration are awful, Harrison, awful. So you've got Basel III, which is basically increasing the reserve requirement from zero banks didn't have to have any money on hand right. during covid now it's a, a sliding scale up to 20% let's say you're a billion dollar bank and you go from 0% reserve requirement to 200 million it's like where are they going to come up with that money right. they don't have it so therefore they're going to be either go out of business or be consolidated which always up, happens yep which always happens so so we're seeing consolidation in in this banking industry But these banks are going to fail. So if you look at their stock price last week, cratering after this news, cratering. And then there's this this thing called the B Bank Term Financing Program. It was stimulus money after the last banking crisis when Silicon Valley went down, where there was excess stimulus money bumped into the banking system to keep them from going under. That sunsets on March 11th. So no more financing of banks they're going to be held to their own devices i think we are going to see failures and what's important to people their bank accounts you're right it should be the safest asset that they have but oh this is such a pandora's box because your money in your bank is no longer an asset to you after 2009 there was new bills that were passed that said you give up ownership of your assets to the bank So it's now you're a beneficial owner of your own stuff. The bank actually owns it because they might need it as collateral to fund derivatives debt exposure. You don't even own the money in your bank account. So this is the problem moving forward. And how do you get out of that? I've been shouting this from the rooftops for decades. Tangible assets Mm -hmm. like gold, like silver, something you take delivery of, you can have it in an IRA. I'm not talking about physical or not paper stuff. Mm. I'm not talking about ETFs, mining shares, mutual funds, stocks. We're talking about physical metals, bars, coins that you take delivery of or store them in your IRA. This gets you out of this system of a digital asset that they can change ownership. Yep. Central bank, digital currency, programmable money, tied your digital social profile, ESG scores. I mean, all of this garbage. Well, and
2: that's where it seems like it's headed towards. Because as we said, I mean, every time a, a bank looks like it's going to fail, it gets swallowed up by a bigger bank. The bigger banks get bigger. So they become too big to fail. They already were. Now they're getting even bigger. It seems like all of this is headed towards one central bank digital currency control system uh, economy reset.
6: Well, it, it is, and, and I know a lot of bank presidents who are patriots like we are. Yeah. They don't want central bank digital currency, which evangelicals, Catholics all over the world think it's the mark of the beast, the ability to cut you off from buying or selling yeah. if your ideology doesn't match up with theirs. If that's not Revelation 13, I don't know what it is, right? right? And, and libertarians all over the world are saying, this is spyware on my bank account. Yep. I'm out. I'm out, right? So it almost doesn't matter what your ideology is. People are going to hate this system. And central bank digital currency is not about fixing a broken system. It's using a broken system for their own devices because it's all about people control. Yep. If you can't feed your family, Harrison, if you can't pay your mortgage, if you can't pay your utilities, if you can't pay for your car, you'll say, government, just fix it. I'll yeah. give up any of my freedoms. Just make sure my family's taken care of. This is human nature right and this is where they're taking us it's almost like manufactured crisis to get to the way that you want where you want to go very hegelian in philosophy but i think this is where we're headed right now and they're going to use the banking crisis to bring in a new monetary system globally that can cut you off from your money with the flip of a switch because it's all digital and this is why tangible assets are so valuable not just because they're growing but because it's a way to maintain your personal and financial freedom.
2: hundred percent. Of course, the, I mean, the things they come up with, with CBDCs where it's like, we're going to have expiring money, spend it or lose it. It's like, well, you know, what doesn't expire a gold bar. <laughs> a gold bar right. will be there today, <laughs> tomorrow and forever. Uh, Dr. Kirk Elliott, again, Kirk Elliott, precious metals, dot com slash gold, or you can call seven two Oh six Oh five thirty nine hundred. So March 11th. I mean, is that the deadline? I mean, what are we expecting to happen March 11th here in the last minute that we have?
6: So March 11th is the sunset of any emergency funds going to banks. So if the bank is financially insolvent, then they're not getting any help. Well, they can get help, but they're going to have to do it the old school way. Ask the Fed for a loan. And what did the Fed just do? They said, (laughs) we'll give you a loan, but we're raising the interest rates on it. So so are banks going to be able to comply? Probably not a lot of them that are financially insolvent. This is the pickle that we're starting to see, and it's all a function of revenue. Everything in the finance world is always a function of revenue. If you have it, you'll succeed. If you don't, you will fail. Banks are on the verge of failure.
2: Quite a pickle indeed. Dr. Kirk Elliott, Kirk Elliott Precious Metals, KEPM.com slash gold. Thank you for being here with us, folks. Stay tuned. Alex Jones in 90 seconds. Don't go anywhere.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we're in a war against the globalist, and people can't identify who's a patron and who isn't. We want to identify as pro-human and anti-globalist. We want to let people know we're 1776 Part 2. That's why I designed this amazing 1776 red, white, and blue Gadsden flag shirt, so you can support the Infowar and meet like-minded people everywhere when you wear it. When you wear these shirts, it creates an amazing amount of energy, and it's quite the adventure. So get your 1776 Two words, nitric boost. Ladies and gentlemen, this product, without us even promoting it, has become one of our top three because people get it and it blows them away. The health, the energy, the immune system, the bedroom department. What it does with the vasodilation alone, not to mention the immune system, exercise performance, you name it, is incredible. And the product is now back in stock at InfoWarStore.com for 40% off. Secure your bottle now of Nitric Boost at InfoWarStore.com. And it funds the InfoWar, which is an added bonus. Nitric Boost. Nitric Boost. 40% off. In stock. Ready to ship. InfoWarsStore.com. Nitric Boost. Thank you all for your support, and you need this product.